And we're off. What's up, guys? It's 9.01 a.m. Friday, July 2nd, the year of our Lord, 2021, here in Los Angeles, California, Pacific Daylight Time. We're going to have a loosey-goosey Friday show, but I have to show you this awesome, I think it's awesome, but it is passionate, so it's probably beta, beta awesome. (laughs) Me Without You song. Last day of Me Without You songs, for a while at least. Somebody wants me to play the brother-sister album. Brother, comma, sister album, which was a later release from Me Without You. This is a track from... This coming track right now is called My Exit Unfair. Unfair! (laughs) By Me Without You from their album Catch For Us the Foxes, which is a line from the Song of Solomon or Song of Songs, or whatever, in the Bible. So, enjoy this, this 2004 song from Me Without You. I know I do, and I'll talk you through it, those of you who don't, who don't like this music, or you can hit mute for two or three minutes or four. <laughs> enjoy. And I do have the lyrics on the screen for you. Hopefully, you are able to follow along. Great start. Crank up that white boy, white boy music. White man music. Says Bruce Leroy. And yes, happy white history month, everyone. Me without you, catch for us the foxes. And I will be getting to your calls, guys. 888-775-3773. Hey, where's the shirts? They're not on the store. Rebuildingtheman.com slash stores. Scroll down. You don't see, you won't see the colored version available. Only black or only white. Volume up, please, says Red Pill XX. I don't know. I don't know. This reference is Jonah and the whale. <laughs> Getting dizzy, says HGT. <laughs> yeah, I'm t- it's hard for me to follow along. Dang these angsty teens. These angsty teens. James, your music was funny at first, but now it's just kind of sad. 
says Skip McBurney. Is Christian emo? I don't know. I don't know. I never considered it emo. This song just feels white. Yeah, it's dramatic. I think that's Arabic. So if you can't understand that part, because probably you're not Arabic or whatever that was. Anyway, guys, so good. Let's get right on, though, with the show! have a loosey-goosey Friday show for you. Gonna be talking about some of these black females who are in charge, or trying to be in charge, corrupting the court system. It's ridiculous. And more, and your calls. Oh, it's the hate report, the hate report, la la la. I am fine. Yes, that is the original Hake Report theme song. We always play it on Fridays. Shout out to the original music uh, maker, AJ Gallardo. And shout out to Trevor Wesley, who makes the uh, more dramatic, briefer, more f- fleshed out version that we play Monday through Thursday on the Hake Report. But... Oh, you know what? Since I've been playing these Me Without You songs, I may play three songs for you guys today. One in the middle, one at the beginning, one in the middle, and one maybe at the very end if I have time. Just thinking about it. Um, But I wanted to share with you, I've been talking about how Me Without You's Aaron Weiss, whom I really liked his lyrics and music and voice, vocals. You guys don't like his vocals, a lot of them. But... I talk about how back in 2016, I read about this guy and an interview that he did, and he hated Trump and supported Bernie. Well, I don't know if he willingly hated Trump. He's trying to love Trump. But I have some interesting details on what he said. May 2016 from, the, from Observer. Observer is the outlet. Ryan Burleson interviewed this guy. Me without use Aaron Weiss in the limits of language. Very, pretty, somewhat interesting statements he makes about language and words and how people misinterpret stuff that he 
says to validate their worldviews, which he doesn't even agree with. <laughs> but this guy sounds like a liberal. Anyway, this interviewer, Ryan Burleson, says, speaking of Trump, and by the way, he said speaking of Trump, but Trump wasn't even mentioned before in this interview, at least not, a, at least not written down. They only talked about ISIS, and Trump eventually would get rid of ISIS. This is before Trump was elected president. Me Without You's notoriously anti-consumerist, says this interviewer. That's right. This guy has gone dumpster diving to get food rather than pay for food. Crazy, huh? Because he doesn't like wasting and all that mess. And there's a line in a new song that, he's, that goes, There's a cemetery deep below the sea where I'll hide from the news of the GOP. Wow. I didn't know he had a song that mentioned that. It's kind of cringy, but whatever. He said, how are you feeling? The pro-? This interviewer asks, how are you feeling about the prospect of a trust fund billionaire running America? And I'll note that Donald Trump is not a trust fund billionaire, just so you know. Did you already feel like it was too late for the United States before Trump rose to this position? Which he hasn't even been elected yet. This is May 2016. He wasn't elected until November, but he was a front runner and a major contender. He probably already won the primary and was competing against Hillary, right? Aaron Weiss said, of all the candidates that have been in the forefront of the media, my heart is with Bernie Sanders by far. What? This guy liked Bernie. This is a liberal. My brother, who's also in the band, Michael Weiss, Weiss, they're uh, half Jewish and half Episcopalian, but their parents' father was Jewish, Mother was Episcopalian. They both converted to Sufi Muslim. Sufi Muslim, I hear, is like artistic Muslim. They're more peaceful, (laughs) I hear. And this guy looks like, I don't know, maybe the father was Sephardic Jewish. Because this guy is kind of dark, but but I I don't know. Anyway, the, um, he said, my brother who's in the band has been even more vocal about Bernie. He's been canvassing for the Sanders campaign. I appreciate that work. And I'd probably do do it too if I wasn't feeling busy with other things. I'm tempted to vote against Trump, but that might be hard to do with a clear conscience if that means voting for Hillary, he said. At some point, you're faced with the lesser of two evils. I've almost always voted third party for someone I thought I had integrity and would do a good job leading the country. When I talk about hiding from news of the GOP, I speak speaking from my need to stop checking the news so often. I've unplugged a bit recently. The fact that Trump has continued to pick up steam has been mind-blowing to me and upsetting. But not because of him. I try to have love for him. My wife and I try to pray for him and hold him in a good place. It's not so much him as what it indicates about the Trump country that Trump is so popular. It indicates that we're not that far off the deep end because we can support a, a decent man who actually loves America and is genuine. But he doesn't think that. Or at least he didn't think that. Maybe he's come around. Who knows? A lot of people have changed their minds quite a bit. Over the last five years, this is his reason. A Jew is a Jew is a Jew, says Skip McBurney. <laughs> but this guy, he sounds like he became a Christian or something. A so-called Christian. Most Christians are, right? Later on, he talks about his father, which is also sort of interesting. Some album that they came out with ends on this gentle note, the interviewer says, who's also a liberal. A memory of you, and lied about Trump, called him a trust fund billionaire? A memory of you and your father joking. How has this loss affected your work? So this guy, he lost his father, I guess, before 2016, or at least before May 2016. He said, I, Aaron Weiss says, 
I've felt such sorrow and heaviness and a darkness that I've had to battle. I've felt the need to go deeper or go searching for that kind of inner peace. He said that in general, like when your wife or your father are part of your identity. So even when they die, you still carry them with you. It so happens that my dad was or is, he says, even though his dad died, a deeply sincere and heartfelt, relatively simple human being, as far as I can tell. I never saw any artificiality in him. Isn't that a nice thing to say about his father? But then why didn't he like Trump? Maybe, late, maybe now he does, who knows. He spoke from his heart all the time, talking about his father. Trump does that. What's your problem, man? Anyway, he, uh, there was something so painful about that because his heart was full of pain. Talking about his own father like this. So those of us who were around him felt that pain whenever he opened his mouth. Wow, what does that mean? But there was also something so refreshing about that. So I guess this guy, I don't know, did his father lash out or something? I felt more connected with others when I try to speak from my heart rather than letting my mind show off what it knows or have some agenda of what I want to get out of that person. So he's battling his ego. Losing my dad has made uh, the songs a little darker. All the songs that I've shown you seem plenty dark, and he had his father with him. (laughs) Wow. It's made them a little heavier and a little more sad and taken away from my youthful naivety about the answers I thought I could offer people for how they could find peace and contentment. Because he admits he doesn't have peace. Doesn't have peace. Interesting. This This man was 37 at the time. I use the term man loosely, but seemed like a nice guy. I met him. I went up... Because I went to one of their concerts, and then later, because these are, these are like emotional people, want to bond with people, they want to be like part of the church or whatever they think that they're doing. He invited everybody out for tacos. Crazy, huh? One of those, I don't know if it's a guilt-ridden person who uh, tries to connect with people, but that was, that's a little portrait of his mindset in May of 2016. Aaron Weiss, the singer. Vocalist. Later on, he starts singing, but it's all soft and whatever. Anyway, uh, yeah, so maybe he's a, I don't know what what he is. I don't know what he is. Um, Real fast, before I get to calls, speaking of actual bad leaders as opposed to Trump who was a solid leader. Leticia, Leticia, Leticia James. I have pictures of this woman. You know, I was listening to news about her on the Jesse Lee Peterson show earlier, like in the first hour of the JLP show today. And Leticia James is the New York State Attorney General. The first black one, according to a 2018 New York Daily News article, Letitia James makes history as the first black woman elected New York State Attorney General. You know who else was a state attorney general? Out of California, for her case, Kamala Harris. What a mess. But this woman is a dumb, evil, can I say dumb? Evil liberal. Look at the pictures of her appearing at all of the trashiest uh, activist things that you can imagine. 
Look, like their whole they're this is at a New York World Pride 50 with a bunch of females and, and gays. As in LGBTIQ plus plus etc. Uh rally. Degeneracy. And her name is on like rainbows. And here she is again in a at a uh anti-gun, anti-Second Amendment rally. March for our lives. And it looks like high schoolers are college dummies playing, females playing drums at a, in a street and she's dancing around. This is a woman who's now the attorney general who's supposed to enforce the law or uh, like uh, prosecute crimes and stuff like that. She's against the Second Amendment. March for our lives is really march against our lives. That was the high schoolers in Florida, the liberals, including David Hogg, what a joke of a person, who hated gun rights. And this is her back in 2008, I think, or something like that. She's been spreading mess for ages. There's a 2009 picture of her that you'll see eventually of her being a, I think she was on the New York City Council, hanging around a bunch of blacks and liberals and mess. Look at her. 2009, City Council. A, uh, ambitious woman. That's not a good thing. Ambition, especially on a woman, not a good look. Not only is it not a good look, it's evil. So anyway, uh, Michael Tracy, who's a quite liberal, but independent journalist, on Twitter, I follow him, I support the guy. Some, many of you don't, some of you, uh, also appreciate him, I don't know. He reported that this woman campaigned for Attorney General, on prosecuting Trump. That was one of her p- campaign points. I'm going to prosecute Trump. She hasn't even looked into him. She didn't know anything. Trump said that he, prose- he would prosecute Hillary, and he sought to, actually. Did you know that Trump tried to prosecute Hillary? He tried to make it happen, and rightly so. But the rhinos held him back, including the White House counsel. I remember reading about that. And when he said this, this was in a debate, Trump versus Hillary debate, way back in the 2015 debates, presidential debates. People lost their minds. They're like, oh, that's a political prosecution. Give me a break for him to investigate and jail Hillary. Everybody thinks of Hillary as being corrupt. Maybe a lot of us don't know, like, what exactly she's done that's, that's evil. I mean, we know what she's done that's evil. But we don't know exactly what crimes, what the details of the crimes are. But nobody can honestly pin any crimes on Trump. This woman campaigned on pretending to pin crimes on Trump. And she followed through. And the establishment mainstream media is fine with it, Michael Tracy points out. I mean, the double standard is such old news. But it's worth mentioning, I think. By the way, speaking of black females in the... the, Corrupting the court system. Liberals, no doubt. This is not Letitia. I don't know how to pronounce her name, Letitia. But five years ago, in 2016, and then I will get to calls, New York's first black female district attorney. This is New York City's DA. DA is kind of like the lower, like the local prosecutor. Darcel Clark took office in the Bronx. A short-haired black female. The first black female district attorney. She's for the Bronx, right? 
specific section of New York City, right? Yeah, Trump said, because you'd be in jail. Yeah. Because <laughs> she wouldn't want Trump as president or something. Hillary. But this woman, just, I mean, I Googled a, I Googled a black female person in charge, DA or something like that, and it came up with Letitia James and this woman. Look at that. Would you trust, do you trust her to be the DA? The DA is in, DAs, look in the background, there's that, that white Jew. <laughs> Isn't that de Blasio in the back? Looking like an angel behind him, behind her. When she's swearing in, we, we assume that's on a Bible. A whole bunch of fat blacks are around her, pretending to be all proud. There she is bragging. That's Darcel Clark. Stay out of the Bronx. Stay out of the Bronx. You won't get justice in the Bronx. DAs around the country have been supported as, uh, who's that guy on Fox News? Tucker Carlson pointed out that George Soros and all these corrupt people have been electing social justice DAs. And by the way, she was appointed. This woman was appointed by a group of Democrats or somebody, not by the voters, not by the voters. I think they went around the voters to get her in. Shenanigans, shenanigans, affirmative action. She has nothing but revenge on her heart to put Whitey in jail, suggests John Marlowe. Quite often, quite possible. (laughs) She uses the N-word, no doubt. (laughs) Not very pretty either. What a mess. Not even sensible. Not sensible. And last but not least, in the last few moments, I was talking with JLP on his show about this woman who, remember I said, and it got you guys going, that she's not very pretty, not like Ilhan Omar? This, uh, Ubax guard here. Ubax from Seattle. I have to show you these pictures because they're, like, horrific. That this... This thing (laughs) is trying to run Seattle. Washington City Council candidate once threatened to blow up a school bus per court documents. That was a story covered by the Nick and Jesse on the JLP show. Well, Jesse covered it on the JLP show. Look at this woman. King County. That's up in the Pacific Northwest of America. This woman trying to jump in and run the show. We need white history. Just like kind of uh, scroll through each photo like a slideshow. Oh my gosh. City council candidate, Ubax guard here, centers campaign around lived experience. Yikes. Garish. Garish makeup. And those of you who are listening on, on the uh, listen line or on audio podcast this is a black female from Somalia wearing a headscarf talking about a new movement for King County which envelops I think Seattle game changers she's like talking and trying to be a leader a woman trying to be a leader and on top of a woman a foreigner woman and on top of that foreigner woman a shameless person who hates Americans and America and went on a school bus, allegedly. 
And then she got a slap on the wrist for it, by the way. She talks about making long-lasting systemic change. I have passion. I will bring that to King County. Horrific. All these different types of scarves that she wears over her head. It looks so weird, too. Not good. Not American. This is not good for white history or for America. It's a disgrace. There she is in her Twitter. Bureau, bureau activist, meaning she's a bureaucrat and activist. A mother, she's also a mother. Oh yeah, she had a postpartum depression in 2007 or something like that, 2007. Equ- expertise in equitable development, land use and planning rooted in racial justice and transformative practice. And then she's from Renton, Washington. What's she doing in Washington? Elect Ubax. Ubax. Sick, huh? Sick stuff. Blech. Gross. <laughs> anyway, guys. I got a super chat from a couple of people. Someone, someone gave a super chat on streamlabs.com slash the Hague Report. Referring possibly to this beautiful music that I've been playing for you. And I do believe that someone will enjoy next week's music, by the way. I'm predicting. I don't want to live too much in the future. I don't want to live in the future, but I think you'll enjoy it, someone. Uh, Skip's dogs must need an exorcism after this song. (laughs) It's a reference to me without use. My ex is unfair. Talking about a hard rain's gonna fall. And it references Jonah and the whale. And I guess he's relating to Jonah and the whale. That's a, Bible, that's a Bible story from the Old Testament where Jonah didn't want to go preach to Nineveh because the Ninevites were evil and Jonah was judging the Ninevites and he didn't want to go there. I don't know what all was going on. And so he tried to go off on a boat someplace else and the waves came and they could barely handle everything and then Jonah's like, oh, you know what? It's because of me. You got to throw me overboard. So they're like, no, we don't want to do that. He's like, no, you got to do it. They threw him overboard. A a big fish swallowed him. Some people call it a whale. I don't know. A whale is not a fish, though. A whale is a mammal. Did you know? Side note. And so he spent like three days and three nights or something in that fish. and And then he prayed to God and said, all right, I'll go. So they, the whale spit him out onto the shore. And then he went to Nineveh and it went fine. It's kind of like when Jesse Lee Peterson says that he didn't want to, <laughs> he didn't want to plow the fields. He wanted to go to school, and then uh, he cut his foot, he cut his foot open to the bone, and then he still had to go plow the fields. <laughs> Should have just done it in the first place. Wow, what a mess. Neocon slammer, yeah. Uh, Skip, sorry for your dogs if that's true. <laughs> Neocon Slammer gave a super chat on streamlabs.com slash the Hague Report and said, Check your telegram messages, says Dylon. Oh, yeah, I do. I got to check that. I think my answer is no. I think my answer is no. Um, appreciate your following up on that. And I appreciate your thinking of me. Uh, Dylon, if you're listening. I'll, I will check my messages and respond, though. Appreciate that. <laughs> Ask someone else, please. I, I uh, do not like that stuff. Nineveh. Let me get to, I gotta get to Rick in Hampton, Virginia. 
He's been on hold for some time. There's one line open, guys. Hang tight. I will get to all of you, I think. Hey, Rick. What's happening, my brother? Not much. Happy Independence Day for me, man. <laughs> Thank you. Happy, in- happy early Independence Day. On Monday, my tradition has been to read for the people the, uh, a- an abridged version, my own abridged version of the Declaration of Independence by the Founding Fathers. What's Hake's handle? Wow. I think it's at the Hake Report on, t- on a on there. Because I tell you what, James, they trying hard to get away from the Constitution, brother. I mean, yeah. they trying to they trying to make it, man, that it's like they trying to make it that there's no rules or nothing, man. People can come here and just act out of control. Yeah. It to- they you totally know, are. And then they're trying to take over the uh, the law and then subvert you know, it, it, it completely. Even more so than you know, it already has been. You know, it's so sad. It's just like, like for instance, like when you're debating the liberal. Matter of fact, the same guy who Jesse debated, um, Rashard Ritchie, he, um, a Christian, um, a Christian artist debated him on abortion. They had an abortion, and I watched that. The way to debate liberals is stick to the scriptures. And uh, you know how you know how, how the scriptures say, um, once uh, conception, that's a life. But Rashad was talking about, if you don't have a respiratory system, it's not life. <laughs> what the heck? He just comes up with anything. Yeah. And I want to say, well... Any excuse God to kill. Say, yeah. To make the to woman die. I decide who lives or dies, says the woman. Yeah. And Rashad Ritchie, yeah. who interviewed Jesse and kicked him off the show because he couldn't handle the truth that Black Lives Matter was founded by a bunch of fat black radical lesbians. <laughs> uh... <laughs> He's pretending, I'm not surprised to hear this, Rashad Ritchie, yeah. intellectualizing, rationalizing, killing babies. What a ridiculous thing. You know, thing. It, it, it go, and the thing about it, he was a foster kid, so. He was? And, and it, yeah, he was a foster kid, and um, it, I guess they abandoned him, and um, it's like the guy like said, well, I'm glad your mom didn't decide to abort you, you know? I, I'm not glad, uh, no, I don't know. <laughs> but you know, the, and you know, and, and, and he should be though. That's just how liberals are. You know, yeah. it's just like I, you know, he was just like saying, "Oh, if we don't have a respiratory, now I'm even like this." How do you even come up with that? Gets, they just come up with come up with any they, excuse. If we don't have babies. a respiratory system, I like to say, about time it gets a respiratory system, it's gonna be almost maybe the one will be like four or five months anyway. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, you know, that's just, anti-science. Anti-science. You know, liberal, I know the more degrees they have, well, back the off, more... Back off the phone just a touch because it's oh, coming in kind of okay. harsh. Somebody said you're oh, eating okay, your okay. mic. <laughs> can, you, can you hear me? I Is can hear clear? you. I can hear you. I don't think that the quality has changed at all, but go on. Go on. Okay. I, know, I guess I'll probably better stop talking so loud. Well, anyway, it's just like um, they try to think of their own rules. The more degrees they have, the more they try to think of their own rules. You ever noticed that? Yeah. Very true. They just, there's a line called moving the goalposts. And that's what that guy's doing. He's changing the rules all the time, changing the subject. When you get into an argument, is that alive or is it not? Oh, it doesn't have a respiratory system. Therefore, we can kill it. Ridiculous. Kill the baby. Yeah. And you know know how liberals don't like the death penalty. There's nothing wrong with the death penalty if it's done right. Agreed. On video, 
that a man went in here and killed some people at a convenience store, just shot him dead trying to rob him, and he's on video, that's happening. Sit him to the chair. There's nothing wrong with the death as long as it's done right. Yeah, I agree, man. I totally you know agree. I mean? Yeah, I mean, too. look at the people who are behind the trying to take down the death penalty. I understand that I probably have a lot of people who listen to me, or at least a handful, I would guess, and in fact, I think I've seen at least one who opposes the death penalty. I've seen that in the church chat, and I think in my chat too, in the <laughs> comment section, oppose the death penalty. They're more like libertarian-minded, They're like, don't trust the government, look at how corrupt the government is, they can issue the death penalty for hate speech if you're white or something like that. And that's, that, I, I get the point that you don't want a corrupt government in charge at all. But fix the government. Don't don't abolish the death penalty. Right. The the worst yeah, so people are behind push. Get. The worst people. Uh, the beta governor of California got rid of uh, oh, yeah. the Gavin death penalty. Newsom. Yeah, Gavin Newsom. Yeah. He yeah. Uh, said, oh, we don't want the death penalty. But meanwhile, the L.A. County D.A., the prior one, the black female, who is uh-huh. incidentally not as bad as George Gascon, the, the Black Lives Matter supported one, uh, uh-huh. Leti- what? Not Letitia. <laughs> I'm blanking on her name, but she was the black female DA. I actually voted for her, even though she's a Democrat, because I didn't want George Gascon. That was the only two choices, right? Uh, right? She was still going for the death penalty, because we need the death penalty for death penalty type of crimes, like murder. Like, yeah. like a murder? If you murder somebody, actual murder, not murder with an asterisk, like... George, what happened to Georgia, Florida. I'm talking about actual murder. There's no doubt that you did it. Uh, Justice justice should be swift. But you know who else is putting a moratorium on the death penalty? I read it in Hake News. Um, Who was that? Biden. Biden and Merrick Garland. Merrick Garland is the attorney general, so-called, of the Department Mm -hmm. of So-Called Justice, and he's putting Mm -hmm. a moratorium on federal executions. Trump and Bill Barr executed like 13 criminals who had raped and murdered and done horrific crimes and crimes that had been since 1996. That's too long. They should have been, yeah. they should have been executed been in 1996. Should be swift. They probably had a chance to save us some money. <laughs> exactly. We don't want, we don't want this endless appeals system yeah. for people Democrats who are obviously guilty and obviously deserving. You know, I don't understand it. I even tell my kids, to, um, brother, brother James, if y'all go out here and commit a crime yeah. and murder somebody in the process, do not come back to me and expect to go to the government and beg for y'all lives. It ain't happening. Right. You know about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Jackie Lacey you know was, the, was the uh, black lady. And I call her a lady, but she was, uh, she was a liberal. She was a Democrat. She even apologized when her husband... Uh, pointed a gun at at Black Lives Matter terrorists who were trying to intimidate her at her home on her porch, and her husband pointed a gun and said, "Get off my, pro- get off our property." And mm-hmm. uh, that got on camera, went viral, and they blamed him for it. And I think the state attorney general, Javier Becerra, maybe, uh, who's now working for the Biden administration, Biden so-called administration. He charged, I think he charged her husband with, a, with some type of misdemeanor or, or some type of crime. 
ridiculous. And she apologized. Protecting this wife. Yeah. You don't apologize for him protecting you. I've been praising him, if anything. I yeah. mean, you know, he, he was I just there to make sure that nothing pop off. That's the only thing he had the gun for. He wasn't going to shoot them, but if they came over to trying to hurt you, yep. he would have probably, he would, somebody would have took a bullet. Jacqueline Phillips Lacey, born in 1957, was or is an American politician who served as the district attorney for Los Angeles County from 2012 to 2020. Mm -hmm. She was the first woman and first black to serve as L.A. district attorney. But as the, uh -huh. as, as women and blacks go, at least she went for the, the death penalty. She wasn't George Gascon who's kissing up to Black Lives Matter. We're ridiculous. I've always been for the death penalty, James. Yeah. Always had, because if it's done right, you know, like, right. I mean, it, it, I mean if it's, it, of course, if people corrupted, don't mean the death penalty is best. It's the people that, was, that made it corrupt. But other than right. that, there's nothing wrong with the death penalty, man. I mean, even it's the Bible not, has the Bible. I'm so go ahead, James. It's not like these people care about innocent lives. They're for killing babies. And therefore, they exactly. don't mind My when uh, when whites get killed or falsely accused and falsely convicted and all that stuff. They... They celebrate and, and uh, push false accusations against cops and whites and men and all that stuff. The people who are against the death penalty pretending to say, oh, a lot of people are ex getting exonerated after they, they've been executed. I don't buy that. Maybe it happens, but that's their own fault. That's, I mean, not their own. I'm not blaming the, the criminal or the uh, innocent person who got killed, allegedly. I'm blaming the... Uh, Liberals who are corrupting the criminal so-called justice system, because those are the yeah. people who are are uh, committed. Those are the people who are doing these false convictions. If anybody's doing it, honest people, honest yeah. conservatives, do not try to falsely convict anybody. Crazy. Yeah, I, mean, yeah. I agree with that. You yeah. know. And it's it, it just wild, James. It's just. Nothing wrong with the death penalty, man, at all. I'm, I'm pro-death penalty. Now, I think yeah. at the same time, Richie, when he was debating that Christian artist, he was asking, well, are you for the death penalty? And he even said, yeah, for that. Nice. Because that's different. That's yeah, different, it's the difference between innocence and guilt. Execute the guilty, save yeah. the innocent. Duh. Capital, capital punishment is murder being done to somebody that committed evil. Yep. Capital punishment and murder are two different things. Murder is when you murder someone maliciously. Right. Or if you're you just know, a selfish woman, or maybe uh, there's some selfish males who want the women to get, occasionally that may happen, who want the uh, woman to kill the baby, and selfish doctors, so-called doctors, who pledge to do no harm, but they kill the babies, and they uh, mm -hmm. mutilate the children and the, the oh, adults. Yeah. What a mess. Anyway, Rick, great call. Appreciate it, man. Good to hear from you. No, appreciate you. Good, always good to hear from you, James. Keep up the good work. Love you, brother. Be Thank good. you, man. Have a happy Independence Day. Doing a whole day. Style. Appreciate right that. You, brother. All right. Take care. Very nice. Independence Day. Let me get to Rich, a first-time caller from Fresno. He has an interesting question. Rich, how are you doing? I'm doing well. How, how about you, bud? Doing well as well. Thank you. All right, happy White History Month. Thank you. Happy White History yeah, Month to uh, you. Yeah, I called into Jesse yesterday, got to get through, so I thought I'd call James. Nice. You know, long-time caller, first-time uh, long listener, first-time caller. So. Yeah. Nice. Hey, man, uh, so uh, first off, I just want to thank you for being um, unapologetic with your um, 
with your stances, you know. Cool. You just just throw the truth, and that's about it, you know. Yeah. Right. So on. Um, that's kind of that's kind of my question. Um, my first one is like, what does it feel like being a white Christian male in this climate right now? Because everybody talks about you know race, uh, so-called racism, and it's like it's being thrown towards you, you know. Oh, uh, so because just know how you because get that. Are you not white? No, I'm. Uh, well, I'm, me- I'm Mexican, so I'm brown and slow. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't really feel anything personally about it, but I just see it going on, and I don't really, I, I don't even really take personal offense to the attack on whites. I just yeah. see it as, I mean, it is, I do t- get somewhat offended because it is just outright lies. And yeah, yeah, you, definitely. You know when you definitely. you know like the the old saying says I I don't know who said it but to to get a conservative mad you lie to them and they know you're lying to get a liberal mad you tell them the truth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because definitely, liberals definitely. love lies and conservatives hate lies. But hating a lie or being angry at a lie that's a lie itself that you have the right to be angry about it. Um but for me I don't really take it personally. I see it as so silly. And it's it's outrageous that people fall for it. But yeah. I don't really have a personal connection about it, if that makes any sense. It's kind oh, of like no, you no, see... Definitely. You know, a lot of people get really animated about stuff that doesn't affect them at all. Such as Earl mm-hmm. from Michigan. He calls in about these stories that, oh, some some white did this to some black... And the mainstream yeah. media is all over it, so he's all over it. He, we're led, many of us, all of us, probably, many of us, are led to care about stuff that we're told to focus on, or we're led to focus on, by, like, the mainstream media, or just what we happen to see around us, when in reality it's not that important, but it is important to call out the evil, point it out, and deal with it in any real way that you can. So it probably feels yeah, the same I way agree. as I don't know how how do you feel seeing the attack on whites? Uh I do not appreciate it. I mean, like I said I I do not think that it's it's just cuz they try to put I I would say liberals far left, you know, all these uh so-called leaders uh try to box all white people as one thing just like they do cops, you know. Right. And, um, I, I mean, I accept anybody for, you know, whoever they are, but it's like, it, it just right now is specifically anti-white, you know, everything is anti-white. And right. I'm so, you know, just like, and so that's why I want to get your perspective on it. Do you know see, anybody, you know, anybody Hispanic who falls for their lies? Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I know a lot of Hispanics <laughs> come on. personally who fall for their lies. I know some who don't. That's a, I know some who I, t- oh, yeah, I yeah. told them, like, racism is not a real thing, man. It's like, they just use it for power. And then yeah, that, that uh, I mean, he's, like, he, one of my friends, he was actually um, not even legal. <laughs> but he's, he listened yeah. to that and he thought about it, and now he's like a conservative. So, in, yeah, in many ways. So, 
Definitely. And, you know, I have family members who are half Mexican, half white, and it's like, not only have I been called uh, racist, I've been called a Nazi yeah, just because of my, <laughs> my views, so have they. And I'm like, how can you call, you don't even really understand where they're coming from, and you automatically label somebody as something that you know, that's, that's awful. Like, right. imagine being a racist. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's hate. That's hate. That's what they're and thinking that like, it is. Yeah, exactly. When they're the ones hating, uh, when they're the ones guilty of the hate for accusing you guys of hate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I mean, like I said, I was, I was called a Nazi and I'm Mexican. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> it's like, what are you talking about? Like, yeah, it, it doesn't make any sense, but, uh, but also, I wanted to ask, um, why don't people just accept the truth when it's right in front of them? Pride is one reason, I think. Stu- people are stubborn. They are... Actually, a lot of people are blind. Like, they... Facts, many times, maybe most of the time, facts do not change people's minds. Given all of yeah. the relevant facts, or key, re- or just one or two key relevant facts, or even just one, uh, that doesn't change people's minds. Their their heart has to be open to repenting. You know what I mean? You still there, yeah, Rich? Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm listening. Yeah, I think that's why. Yeah, I don't like to talk over. I'm not a liberal. I'm not going to cut you off. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, no, I just said, uh, yeah, that's why I called in. It's like, that's why uh, you, you just know, be patient what? with people. You just tell them the truth, if, and you can't really be concerned whether they change your, their mind or not, because it's not up to you. It's kind of like people trying to save other people by telling them the truth yeah. and trying to force them to accept Jesus and stuff like that. You're not going to be able yeah. to do that. They have to be open to it. Just like you just happened to be open to it. You happen to be able to see. And I guess it's God that lets you see or something. I'm not sh- exactly sure how it works. Yeah. But um, you have a responsibility now with the truth, since you know it, to tell it, but not to force it. Okay, yeah. And it's like you can't even have a conversation with most liberals. I mean, I'm right. not, all, not all, but most. Yep. You know, (laughs) (laughs) you, uh, some of them are so deceptive too. Yeah. Yeah. Just come up with anything. I mean, I think, uh, if you and I were, uh, liberals, we could, uh, force some things on people, (laughs) you know? Right. It's just like, (laughs) it's just like, it's like you said, being deceptive and it's just, it's not, it's not cool. But the the reason I was, like I said, because it's, uh, white history month and I just want to see, you know, from your Perspective. Yeah, it um, is. It is yeah. evil, and how it, that, I how think that it's. Works. I think that they do it partly to get under white's skin, and because they know that they're being unjust. Many of the people who are are unjust toward whites, they know that they're being mm. unjust. And you know, when you're angry, you want to ma- you want to spread your anger. Say somebody ma- cuts yeah. you off, you want to cut them back off, or whatever, or or express your your frustration with them, and hopefully make them mad too. That's the type of feeling that they have. They want to get under white skin, get whites angry, and then they can point it out at them and see, angry white, 
see racist, hateful white and feel yeah. justified, feel like they're better than you. But why, but why do whites do that to wh- uh, other whites? Um, same thing, because there are evil pe- there's evil spirits in everyone, and whiteness, so-called whiteness, is not the most important thing to anybody, even the people who think that, the, that they believe in the white thing and uh, being the white brotherhood and stuff. You'll, every now and mm-hmm. then you'll hear a white who retreats into that mindset. Even they yeah. are not truly driven by that. They are driven by their own egos and, uh, and by Satan. And so they are uh, led to be counterproductive against their own values. And they're led to be evil like that. People are, people are into pride. And, there was a guy named George Lincoln Rockwell who was mm-hmm. supposedly like an American, they called him a neo-Nazi. And he was very close with this guy who was also into the white thing, right? But this guy was an emotional person. He's like, I couldn't imagine not having you as, you're like a father to me. And then later, that guy went and shot and killed, I think he was convicted, George Lincoln Rockwell, murdered him. And I think he was upset because he got thrown out, right? But if you still say you're thrown out, you still support the white thing. You still you still like support what's right. But no, he uh, murdered George Lincoln Rockwell, and so um, so that's an example of two people who are both believe in whiteness. They have some disagreements, and but still, the hatred doesn't the hatred didn't stop him from being that person, from being counter. And that guy is alive to this day. George Lincoln Walkwell died that day, murdered. And uh, this guy, he lives to this day. I think he got out of prison, too, by the way. To this day! And uh, so he's, so his hatred overcame his love, his imaginary love that he thought that he had for white people. And he thought of this man as a father figure and turned on him. So evil will make you turn on, on people that you think that you have all affection for. But no, it's not mm-hmm. real. Does that make sense? So, You'll notice that blacks, oh yeah, blacks call each yeah, other brother, absolutely. but they'll kill each other too. Yeah, yeah, no, more than anybody. That, that's yeah, and that's why I asked about why people don't like truth. You know? Yeah. Like everybody always making up things like, oh, it's not the it's not this population or whatever. It's like yes, it is. You're doing the crime. This is the truth. Right. <laughs> Fix it. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's it's very simple. Yeah. So. Man. But yeah, that's what I wanted to ask, man. Uh, I just wanted to get it off my chest and then uh, uh, see it from a different perspective. So I appreciate you taking my call. Well, it's great to hear from you. How is Fresno? Is it is uh, it ghetto or is it cool? It is uh, ghetto as they come. Is it has it gotten <laughs> has it gotten worse or uh, in the last you know, year uh, or so? Well, yeah, after they took the police, like I told you, my, uh, my father's a police officer. So oh, wow. After they, after they took them out, you know, we can't even, like my dad, like I said, we're Mexican. Yeah. And um, he doesn't even, like, sometimes he says he's, like, hesitant to pull over anybody that's not white. 
<laughs> because he doesn't want to be, you know, wow. accused of racism. Yeah, yeah and so he's it, Hispanic. It, it, so he's like, yeah. <laughs> and I mean, and, and it's gotten. It's I laugh, gotten, but that's evil. Pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I know. Yeah, and, uh, and I'm not necessarily calling him evil. I'm, although I'm, I don't know. I guess it's not a good thing to be influenced by, by such, such things. But if he's, he's probably an, a reasonably upright man. Imagine how yeah, that's I mean, affecting the general male, police know. enforcement. Yeah. Yeah. Ridiculous. I mean, and he's also a sergeant in the uh, Air Force, so... Wow. You know what I mean? He knows uh, <laughs> He knows a thing or two about doing the right thing. Yeah. But it's like, it, it's tough for him to even do it, because he's like, I'll be called racist if I do something wrong. You know, I remember you know? I was in, like, a freshman in high school, and I remember I we ventured up to like Pasadena or somewhere where blacks are. For the most part, we don't we're not really around much many blacks down in El Monte where where I went to school for all my life. But yeah, yeah. there were blacks and I was like I remember having this mindset, oh, I don't want to look like I'm racist. I'm just sitting there. I don't want to look like I'm racist. That mindset, that poisonous mindset has been put on people. By this lie of this racism thing, and I don't, I don't yeah. even really believe in the racism thing. But I didn't want to to have them look at me like I'm that. But they, uh, that's they just conjure this idea out of nowhere. A lot of times, people will say, "Oh, he's racist. Oh, I'm just getting treated this way because I'm black," and it's so ridiculous. But it poisons oh, the yeah, innocent definitely. people's minds. Just the naive innocent people. What a mess. Yeah, <laughs> and like you said, when even though I'm I'm brown, yeah, uh, I get called racist if I don't agree with what you're talking about. It's like, right. No, that, it's because that's it's not the truth. It's because it's uh, it's good versus evil. Because you're somewhat, you're at least somewhat on the side of good. They are. They want to take you out. It's because yeah. they are for what's evil. What a mess. Anyway, Rich, great to hear from you. Good, good call. All right, James. Uh, thank you so much, man. Uh, maybe I'll give you a call another time. That sounds good, we'll man. We'll talk about something different. Yep. All right, I appreciate your time, man. All right, take care. You have a great one. You too. Peace. Nice. Juneteenth is a national holiday authorized by the White House and President of the United States of America and voted for by both the House and the Senate, disgracefully. Shame on the rhinos. So Juneteenth is real. White History Month is not. Oh, gosh. No. White History Month is real. Juneteenth is not. Shin Aan, or whatever your name is. <laughs> the golfer? Wow. I thought it was going to be a good comment, so I was reading it without finishing the reading it. Lin Yen Shin says, with the Streamlabs, no, not Streamlabs, Trovo Colorful Chat, Giant robots. <laughs> yes, giant robots. Thank you. And another colorful, colorful chat from Lin Yen Chin on Trovo.live slash The Hague Report. Racism, quote-unquote, is just a false label formed to misrepresent, suppress, and remove individual freedom of expression and national liberty. Who wants others to malign their common sense and liberty as acts of hate and, quote-unquote, racism? The word is a tool for population control hyphen destruction, 
hiding as pro-justice. Yep, very true. They are not for what's right at all. Racism is a fake idea meant to bring about a false imitation of justice. Because evil pretends that they're good. Satan came as the angel of light. Before I get back to calls, I have Skip in Augusta, Georgia, wants to talk about critical race theory. Kenny in Idaho wants to talk about the Trump. Trump took a cognitive test, I guess. I don't know. Some caller, uh, other callers on the line. One wants to talk about the white hate. I guess the hatred of whites in South Africa. That's where it's real heavy. Real heavy. Ridiculous. He's South African, actually, this caller. Hang tight, man. I will get to all of the calls, but I have a... uh, Real quick, I have to show you this ridiculous thing. I mentioned this and read it aloud in Hake News at the end of hour two of the Jesse Lee Peterson show today. Today's Friday, the 2nd of July. Some Facebook extremism warnings. They've been testing this stuff because, you know, they've been under attack from the Democrats for allowing extremism and misinformation when that's all they push is extremism and misinformation. And extremism is a dumb word for it, right? Evil is what they're pushing. Evil. Black Lives Matter, Facebook supports it. Evil. Democrats support it. Evil. Rhinos support it. Evil. Look at these uh, screenshots that I have in these Facebook extremism warnings. Multiple different kinds. One of them says, and this has happened to multiple people. They're testing it out on different people, right? Carl. I guess this user's name was Carl. You may have been exposed to harmful extremist content recently. Violent groups try to manipulate your anger and disappointment. You can take action now to protect yourself and others. Babysitting you like you're a child or worse than a child. Get support from experts. Oh, yeah. Experts always improve your life. Not. Spot the signs. Understand the dangers of extremism and hear from people who escaped violent groups. And they're not going after Black Lives Matter. They support Black Lives Matter. They're not going after the, uh... Anyway. This is attack on whites. Another woman, uh, Kira Davis, who I believe has been on the Jesse Lee Peterson show years back. She said, has anyone had this message pop up on their Facebook? My friend, who is not an ideologue, but hosts a lot of competing chatter, got this message twice. He's very disturbed. And, it, and the message reads... It's a screenshot that she posted on Twitter. Are you con- it's a Facebook message. Are you concerned that someone you know, it's a Facebook alert, is becoming an extremist? Someone you know is becoming an extremist? We care about preventing extremism on Facebook. Yeah, right. Facebook is where they, uh, didn't they allow child sex trafficking and stuff? Yes, they did. Others in your situation have received confidential support. Oh, yeah, confidential. How you can help? I can trust you. To protect my privacy. Hear stories and get advice from people who escaped violent extremist groups. Another guy, a blue check mark, some blacks on, sh- on Twitter are sharing this stuff. How sweet. Facebook is offering support. And it's a phony idea of extremism. Because they don't want to call it evil because they support evil. Extremism. Never trust a liberal to diagnose the problem properly. 
or come up with the right solution. That's why you don't have to de- even bother dealing with the ideas that they come up with. Just know you're evil. I'm not dealing with that mess. Get out of my country. Juneteenth doesn't even make sense, says RP. That's, that's correct. It doesn't. I have, before I get back to calls, guys, and some horrific stories. Did you guys hear about the, uh, oh man, you heard about that 13-year-old little girl? I was reading about it in Hake News at the end of hour one today. Whew. The stuff that she, her body's gone through. And she volunteered for it thinking, oh, I can help end the pandemic. 12, at 12 years old, she got it. And at 13, she's still suffering. To this day. Terrible. To this day. Yeah. And that is a painful to this day, by the way. Actual. You know we've been fighting 400 and still fighting to this day. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, here's Me Without You. This is a great song. I love it. It's called Four Word Letter Part 2. By Me Without You. Me Without You, all one word, all lowercase except capital Y in the, in the word you. From Catch For Us The Foxes 2004. Enjoy, and I'll be back in a couple of minutes here. Hang tight. Chinese pink silk and olive night clothes If you can someday stop by Somehow we'll show you the pictures And fix you some tea See my dad's getting a bit older now And just unimaginably lonely Oh, pretenders, let's go down
your other favorite vocalist, Scotty Kruger? I think so. From Salters. Remember Salters? You guys love the Salters vocalist, the Snake Charmer vocals. And then you also love Aaron Weiss's vocals. I know all of you love it. Isn't that nice? He said, though all we, we eat brings us little relief, we don't know quite what else to do. We have our beliefs, but we don't want our beliefs. God of peace, we want you. And he's talking about the phonies, pretenders. So he knew he was a pretender, and yet he still f supported a pretender. Bernie, 10 years later, 12 years later? What a mess. Anyway, I like that song. Send this music to Africa right now. <laughs> it's an emotional version of Honor Roll. I still haven't looked up Honor Roll, Doom Jesus, but thank you for the tip. Whatever. Anyway, guys, that's me without you. Should I do one more last song at the end of the show? <laughs> this music is stinks. He didn't say stinks. He said S-U-C-K-S. And is not a representation for White History Month, LOL. Well, maybe next week you will be mildly more impressed. This music is bad, says Mike Gibson. <laughs> Man, you guys are harsh. It's White History Month all year long, says Butch Conger. It should be, but no, it's anti-white history, buddy. Butch, you know that. Maybe he does. So bad, says Carol D. I just don't want to hurt Hake's feelings. <laughs> I'd rather listen to a feminist, says Silver Strings Gia. <laughs> I'm fine with Black History Month personally. I just don't make it an anti-white hate month. All people should celebrate themselves, says Damon Scott. I guess, but history isn't yourself. It's the people who came before you. So, just an FYI. Just a side note. Where do you find this terrible music, Hake? Uh, Decapolis. Decapolis was an uh, online message board started by one of the Goatee Hook guys for Christian music. And it went beyond just Christian music. More cowbell, please. The dominatrix that Jesse interviewed likes this band, says Point Fire. <laughs> Accompanied by the usual nausea-inducing femaleish, femaleish camera work. Whoa. Whoa. Anyway, guys, lines are full. Some ridiculous stuff going on. Somebody in the Facebook chat yesterday... Shout out to the Facebook crew. When I got suspended on YouTube, the faithful few went over to Facebook. Some went to DLive. Uh, some went to Trovo.live slash The Hate Report. Others may have even gone to uh, Periscope, Twitter, or uh, Twitch.tv, or else the uh, audio feed. Hang tight, guys. But somebody shared these headlines that I came across. Vaccinations without parental consent. Some headlines for you guys. This is from CBS 17, a local news outlet. 
North Carolina does not require parental consent for the so-called COVID-19 vaccine. That's the China virus slash communist virus. Communist virus because the commies here in America are using this virus to push uh, scaremongering, fear-mongering, whatever, same thing. And communism, destruction of your freedoms. So North Carolina does not require parental consent, but some providers do. Wow. For the COVID-19 vaccine, meaning kids aged 12 to 15 can get it without parental consent. Wow. Wow. That's outrageous. Here's another one. Philly. That was North Carolina. Philly. As in Philadelphia, PA. According to an MSN article, no parental consent needed for the so-called COVID-19 vaccine. As if kids are even at risk. And you see this little girl, if you go to the, if you, uh, I'll put this up on my blog post for today's show, right? TheHakeReport.com. I will put it up. By the time that you see it available on audio podcast, it will be there um, later today. You see this, I see this little mixed-race black-looking girl light skin, getting a shot, allegedly receiving the China virus vaccine, as if kids need this thing, as if they're really at risk from this virus. Insane. News Channel 5. Some children can get the vaccine vaccine without parental consent, and it's a report from Brentwood, Tennessee. So multiple states. Minors. What a, what a ridiculous thing. I mean, they're trying to, they've, I mean, if they've been trying to do that with abortions, and I think they have been doing that with abortions and condoms and all that stuff. Perversion is political control, says Mike Gibson. Yeah. Sick, huh? So evil. Ridiculous. <sighs> anyway, let me, let me, uh, I got to get to Skip in Augusta, Georgia. He wants to co- talk critical race theory. What's up, Skip? Aloha. Bonus dias, James Hake. <laughs> hey, Earl. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing today? Doing well. How about you? Oh, pretty good. Look here now. I'm going to go ahead and start me a GoFundMe page and get me some money to pay for this exorcism because I got two dogs who got to be <laughs> exercised. <laughs> And I really expect you to be a contributor to that GoFundMe page. <laughs> because I've been contributing to the, uh, the uh, things that have you been, your dog's ha- going wild with my beautiful music. You are causing, you are causing havoc in my home <laughs> with that music. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. Is it really yeah, sad and concerning that I still enjoy this music? Not that I listen to it a lot. I, in fact, I haven't really listened to Me Without You in years. But I started yes, to... Yes, it is, it, it is sad, but it's more disturbing than anything. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> you can like... How you can really... <laughs> honestly, how can anyone like that, hey? You know, I don't know. I, I think that... Yeah, maybe, um, maybe my generation is more corrupted than yours, so we're, we're able to uh, embrace discordant sounds or something. But I don't know. You know I don't know what it about- is. I don't know how you, you could know, not like it, about, honestly. <laughs> I know, know that it's a little annoying at times. Anyway, go on. 
you said corrupted generations. I tell you what, this is what we're facing right now, James Hake. Yeah. With this critical, with this critical race theory. You yeah. Know, you, we think it's bad now between the races when they're they're teaching our children in the school that the whites feel like they're more supreme than the than the blacks or any other race. Yeah. And that we look at the blacks as being inferior. Now, what do you, what do you think that's going to cause in ten or fifteen years for the next generation? It's a great question. And you know what? I heard from Earl from Michigan who tried to tried to correct the record on critical race theory. He uh, he he made the claim that it's not being taught in schools, only in universities, law law schools, only in law schools. And that's according to this black female who 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 allegedly coined this term, right? Like you're going to listen to her. Her whole her whole outlook on life is a lie, but you're going to listen to her on on this story. I read a story to you guys yesterday about this website. It was shared by WorldNet Daily, and it may have originated in another location, of this teacher's website, teacher's resources website, that promotes all of this stuff, including actual critical race theory. It's ridiculous. And, uh, yeah. and, it's, and it's more than just critical race theory. As you, as you and I both know, the anti-white brainwashing has been around a lot longer than just the 70s when they came up with this term. So, come on. But you're right, it is accelerating. It's way out of control. It's so evil. It really is. Yeah. It is. And that caller you had on earlier that said his father was a police officer, God bless his daddy, and and I know I get some slack for this, but God bless our law enforcement. It's true, not all of them are, are good, but if we didn't have... If we didn't have police out there, it would be total anarchy. Right. Hey. Yeah. It's kind and of like... We, we're, seeing, we're seeing the numbers rise in these Democratic cities that are defunding the police already. And some people are calling out saying, we need the police. We need the police. They may not like them, but they need them. Yep. Some, we might want to call it a necessary evil, but my God, if we didn't have no police, I don't know what we'd do out there. I know. And it's gotten even more and more out of control. And I think it's partly by design. You know how people have gotten, people are just wild. I that, mate. What's that? I said, I believe that. I also believe it's by design. Yeah. It's got to be. It's got to be. My God. Anybody with common sense would know that that don't make sense to defund the police. If you defund the police, we're going to have less criminals. No, we're going <laughs> to have more criminals. Because right. They don't have to worry about the police. Yeah. So, yeah, you're right about that. Hey. They've, they've pushed for us to be more and more immoral. And then they selectively enforce it only against men and whites and Christians. And uh, then they also ma- make up lies against men and whites and Christians. And it's, it's so ridiculous. They, they corrupt us, me, they being the society, the people who are, are influencing in society. And then they turn around and, and judge us. And they falsely judge us, too. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Well, look here, Hank. Let me tell you what I did last weekend. I went, I think it was last weekend. It might have been the weekend before. I think it was last weekend. I went down, downtown Augusta. They closed the streets off and they had the uh, homosexual celebration, right? Oh, man. Yeah, so I went down there and uh, I hadn't got a video camera mic yet. I'm fixing to get to one, but I took my telephone down there and I interviewed some of the homosexuals down there. Oh, wow. You know, about. Yeah, it was it was awesome. I recorded a lot. I got a lot of it and shared it with my friends. 
And it's funny as all getting out. And I, I really love that, Hank. I enjoyed getting out there. Not that I enjoyed the homosexuals. Right. But I enjoyed talking and t- talking to them. Nice. And getting their, getting their ideas on it and what they feel about it. And I've been watching this guy, Flecker. You know who Flecker is? Yeah, Flecker Talks. He was on the Fallen State. He's shown up to church a couple yeah. of times, too. I, I've been noticing, watching a lot of his videos and getting some ideas from him. And I'm looking forward to it, man. I'm, I'm excited about going out and start doing some man on the street interviews. That's cool. Right on, Skip. Yeah. Are you uploading mm-hmm. the content at all on your on your channel or anything? Uh, no. I got it on my phone. I saved it on my phone. Okay. I got to pick. I got to. I got. I should go ahead and put it on my YouTube channel. I got a YouTube channel. Just has some some stories and stuff on there. Yeah. But uh, I want to start me a new YouTube channel. Uh. Like skip south or skip up, skip on the streets or something like that, and just do nothing but interviews and and uh, street interviews and stuff. Nice. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, man. I tell you, it gives me it gives me something to look forward to. You know. Yeah. And I'm not I'm not really going I'm not going out there to try to embarrass anybody because they will embarrass themselves if you want to know the truth. Right. But uh, just go out there and get people's opinions and share it and let everybody see what people think. You know. Yep. Yeah. And, That's cool, man. Well, good for you, and uh, I hope that I hope that all is well. You had, well, I don't want to bring that up, but uh, I, I'm hoping that all is well with you, Skip man. Things are going good, Hank. They really are, man. Cool. I appreciate everybody in chat that that uh, I've been having trouble with my truck. And I've been getting a lot of good ideas from some of the people in chat about how to fix my truck, like Bradley Smith and a few others. Nice. And you know, this is it's really it's really like a good community in this chat, you know? Yeah. Right on. It really is. All right, you have a good day, James. Thank you, Skip. Have a happy Independence Day, and we'll see you maybe in the church chat or on Monday. Mm -hmm. Yep. Talk to you later, bro. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye. Kenny in Idaho. How are you doing, Kenny? Mediocre. Hey, what's happening, my brother? <laughs> Why are you mediocre? Everything is fine with me. Fantastic. Yeah, I don't know. That's just a different way of responding because mostly it is rhetorical. You're like, yay, you're up and talking. You okay. Call him, they're one of the greatest shows on the interweb. Nice. And so and you must be doing pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. That was a great call by with Skip. I, I love uh, folks. North Carolina or wherever he was from. That Augusta—he's from Augusta, people. Georgia. But yeah, Southerners, yeah. Southerners are nice to listen to. Yeah, they're in the Bible Belt. You know, they're uh, they ninety-nine percent of them been brought up right. But uh, it's not to say that us who didn't been brought up right can't uh, be redeemed anyway. Right. Very true. So the. The word on the street was that Trump got himself a cognitive examination <laughs> in hopes that um, uh, Biden would try to do the same, like, oh, yeah, I'll beat your score at this cognition test. Uh-huh. And uh, I think he's... I think he took a... Took, he made a mistake. You know, he's taking advice from... Uh, there was somebody trying to convince him to to designate Juneteenth when he was in office. 
but um, I guess there wasn't enough time or he had planned to do that for his second term. So he was gonna think he it, was gonna let Juneteenth become a so-called holiday. Yeah, and my my main point was that uh, I think he took advice from people who didn't have his best interests at heart on taking the cognitive test were the same people that were telling him, uh, "Hey, you need to go to the border and make uh, make vice president look bad, make the uh, that lady Kamala, Kamala Harris." Bad. Yeah. Yeah, made her look bad. Of course, she went near the border anyway. So you think it was bad advice for him to go to the border? Well, let me ask you this. And to take uh, a t- cognitive test? Yeah. Let, no, he didn't take the cognitive test at the border, as far as I know. No, but I'm, you're saying those two things were mistakes? In hindsight, they, uh, at the time when it was when it was fresh in the news... You didn't have any opinion about it, but as time goes on, you can kind of reverse engineer what public public opinion tends to be, or or at least the majority, like the statistical public opinion. I don't buy those, and it's not so good. Same with the intelligence quotient test. I mean, have you ever taken one of those IQ tests? No, I don't think so. IQ is different yeah, from a cognitive test, though, right? Well, not much. Not much difference. Same, but I didn't really get a clear answer from you. You said that those were bad ideas because people polled didn't like him or something like that? Yeah, that's what I'm saying is that on the, when the whole decision whether to or not to is in front of us, sometimes they're motivated by, oh, what will people think if you didn't vote for the Juneteenth thing? So they make a... They make a decision to do this or that. You're hard to follow thinking. sometimes, Kenny. Yeah. I understand, brother. <laughs> I understand. Do you have, like, you don't, you don't have any... Well, I don't want to bring that up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Our medical history is between me... Right, my, right, right. I, didn't, I was going to bring my, up drugs, uh, drug history, but I didn't want to... I don't really want to ask. Um, anyway, yeah, we're all, thanks, man. Yeah, Thanks. I, I don't think that I don't think it was a bad idea for him to go to the border or to get the cognitive test. They're gonna they're gonna try to cast the polls against him anyway. Why why would you go by the polls? As yeah, they're being, not scientific. I mean, the polls the polls are pretty good immediately. But they, but it's irrelevant. It's whether it was the right thing to do or not. Yeah, this is all subjective. You know, you can't really. It's not subjective. Really yeah, it's not, not subjective. Su- you do you think it was a bad idea for him to go to the border? Well, he's going to keep on going. And no, do you think it was a bad idea to, for him to go to the border? No, no, but it was definitely a bad idea if his sole intention was to be, oh, I'm going to make Kabbalah look bad here. Yep, here I go. I'm going to announce it. Ahead why, of time. why do you think, why just, are you even entertaining that idea that it was just to make Kamala look bad? He should have just went, not even gave, because he gave a whole week's notice or something. Hey, everybody, I'm fixing to go because he's, He's taking advice from somebody who's a career politician and bureaucrat. Maybe, man. maybe so. So you're saying it was our- it was not a bad idea to go. It was a bad idea to give to give advance notice. But you're talking about the Kamala thing. But he would go with w- whether or not she went. 
Oh, good. I think. I mean, where do you get the idea that he just went, he was going just to make Kamala look bad? Um, I got the opinion that he was, he was only making decisions based on advice rather than having it appear as though the choice to go was all him. Oh, you know, I don't know if that's not, true or not. I mean, I, yeah, well, I've heard that he does get advice. I've business. heard that in office he got advice from people and he got so-called bad advice. You know, Kushner yep. was involved in giving him, make, having him do liberal things, right? And his daughter. Yep. But I don't, everything, everything that he does isn't necessarily from advice or not. You don't want to speculate. Well, yeah, you, you, you don't want to it. speculate, man. You're speculating. It sounds like you got it. You're you now. You're up with me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> you don't want to jump to conclusions that aren't necessarily that you don't know to be true. It it kind of shows you that I'm uh, not not yet up with you and. Oh, uh, don't don't compare yourself, man. You just just uh, w- just love what's right. Don't compare yourself to me or anybody. Love You're... what's right, my brother. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Love what's right. That's all that matters. Yeah. Love what's How right. old are you again? If you don't mind my asking. I don't know. I always I always tell this you guy. that. But uh, they tell me in the documents that so uh, 1968 baby. Okay, Gen X. I guess that's Gen X. You... I think. You go ahead and do the math, and you come up with a number. I don't do math. Sweet. <laughs> thanks, Kenny. I, I it's nice to hear from you, man. I good appreciate the, your good work. I appreciate your your support over the years. I love what you guys do. Yeah, keep it up, brother. All That's right. cool, man. Yeah, yeah. I'll see the wiggle. I'll All right, wiggle. take care. He's a nice guy, Kenny from Idaho. Boy, um, I have some calls I really got to get to. But first, real quick, very brief. There is, according to LA Mag, Los Angeles Magazine, far left outlet. You heard about that Wii Spa? I got a tip from it in my uh, DM 